You are listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. Well, good morning, Queen City Church. Happy Sunday to you if you're listening to this on Sunday morning. Otherwise, happy whatever day it is. Hey, Robin. Hey, Andy. What's up? Oh, not too much. It's uh, We're actually recording this on Friday morning, and uh, but... I think this is going to go out this weekend. So uh, folks are locked down still for the most part, but we've got some uh, relief. It looks like a little bit of relief on the horizon. Yep. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that yeah. by and by this morning. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to mix it up this morning and uh, talk through some more practical things uh planning wise for queen city church so this this podcast may actually sound a bit uh local specific so if you're if you're listening outside of the charlotte and queen city church area forgive us we're gonna do a little family business today in terms of the our our plan to go forward we we've been working through some of that but before we get started with that uh we just wanted to just talk a little bit about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Yes. And oh, we, you goodness. and I have just been kind of uh, discussing how how grateful we've been for, well, our own moms and right. the mothers that we know in our lives. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I, I actually had a, uh, a phone conversation this week with my stepmom. Uh, my, my, my folks... Uh, they divorced when I was very young, and so uh, my stepmom came into my life. I think I was four or five years old, so she is she's been with me for the for the uh, bulk of my life. And as she and I were chatting on the phone this week, I just realized what an advocate my stepmom has been for me in my wow. life. She's been one of the greatest. You know, you, you, everybody needs somebody who's going to champion them in their That's life, right. you know. And, oh, for sure. And my stepmom has, uh, in so many different ways, really been there for me through every season of my life, you know. And as I was talking to her this week, I just became very thankful for the relationship that I have with my stepmom. I mean, yeah. we, we live, we live in a culture where, you know, step parents is, not an uncommon thing, you know, and right. uh, I, uh, I have mixed feelings about, you know, my, my parents' divorce, as you can imagine, but man, one of the great graces of God in my life has been my step-parents. Your step-parents. Yeah, yeah, so my stepmom and my stepdad, both, I have very meaningful relationships with them, and, but, but really thinking about my stepmom, I'm just so grateful that, you know, what, what was really a hard situation, negative situation in my life, there's been so much that I have been so profoundly affected by and grateful for that the Lord put this woman in my life, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about, uh, three women in particular. One of course is my wife. Mm, yeah and the mom she's been to my kids and the grandmom she's been to uh uh, the five grandkids and uh she's you know just you know such a tremendous um example of what it is to know 
everybody's faults and foibles and just love love yeah. them and love them and love them and want to be with them and want to help them. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who knows this, but six o'clock every morning, she's downstairs in the sunroom praying for the family and the kids mm-hmm. and the grandkids and the church and course me you know mm-hmm. she's trying to keep me on the straight and narrow but mm-hmm. um and my mother too andy i can remember um back in the mid 1960s uh and it was it was a little bit before women had joined the workforce quite like they have now mm-hmm. and she esteemed um college education to the degree that when i was in junior high and high school uh, of course, my dad was there, but mm-hmm. but to to pay for our college, she went back to uh, Winthrop College at night and UNCC at night, mm. uh, and got um got a, a master's degree in library science so she could be a librarian in the school system and put us wow put us through college wow. And uh, one of the things I wanted to say to all the mothers. Um, one of the problems with sacrificing, uh, all, all of us have to at some point, and particularly thinking about the mothers now during mm. for the last two months. Yeah. Some of them have not just taught their children, but they've continued to do their jobs. Yeah. To make an income. But, um, the truth is you're generally not appreciated properly. I'm not saying you're not appreciated, no, but you're usually. True not appreciated until way down way down yeah. the road somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't appreciate what my mom was doing. Right. You know, I can now and I, I have been, you know, even mm-hmm. e- even even years back. It's funny how when you're young, it's almost impossible for you to know the things that your parents are carrying. You know, it's like Exactly. It's almost like you will not realize how well your folks did until you become I don't know. I don't think it happened for me until even my mid thirties that I started to realize. Cause I, cause I I mean, I I think when I was young, I could spot their faults very easily and, and didn't quite realize their virtues until later on. And I really, it really was humbling when I finally realized all that my folks sacrificed in raising us. Well, kids aren't capable of carrying Mm -hmm. that load and i have seen actually i have seen situations where mothers over over confided in their children and it actually harmed them Mm. because they didn't have the capacity to understand the adult burden and i Mm -hmm. think it really you know hurt them Mm. to some degree so but it's it's, to understand brings peace and just to know that hey listen there are things we do, there are things mothers do, and you're appreciated, but you're always more appreciated down the road. Yes, yeah, so much of it is unseen when it's happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when I thought about Mother's Day, I thought about, um, I have a uh, an aunt who was a, a missionary to Egypt, and um, I was trying to look here. She died in 1881 mm. at 39 years of age as a, the pioneer missionary of the Presbyterian Church, female. Mm. And we have a history in my family of women uh, being educated 
because they were appreciated and their parents wanted them educated so far back that the college they went to had to be shut during the Civil War. They were getting degrees prior to 1861. That's my, in South Carolina, all of this is like bizarre. How could that be happening? Mm -hmm. No, it's true. In South Carolina, there were some forward-thinking people. And so one of the women I wanted to honor today, um, as we're honoring all the mothers, her name was Mary uh, Galloway, and her married name was Giffen. But when she was, um, when she was, just a child, she was fearless. They say that uh, she was in a storm at sea and didn't show any signs of fear. She just had that kind of temperament. She was bright. Um, she had a strong capacity to love people. I'm, I'm quoting a book from, from 1880s that was written about her life that uh, their fortunes and misfortunes of any of her friends lay close to her heart. And from her friends, she withheld nothing. She graduated from high school after the Civil War began. And she studied privately to continue education. And she had an older brother that was the person she loved the most in her life. And um, he went into the war. Mm -hmm. It said he went into the Civil War as a beardless youth. He, He wasn't even mature enough to have a beard, Andy. And I'm saying all this to, to say what we're going through now, as rough as it is, it's not even close to the roughest periods of history in our nation. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking about a woman who stood up in that and excelled to the max, which is what I see a lot of the ladies in our congregation doing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're coming up. So long story short, she became um, a, a pioneer missionary for the Presbyterian Church. She wound up marrying a doctor, a medical missionary doctor, who was on that same venture, had three children, taught English and the gospel to Egyptian young ladies, um, had terrible eye trouble because of the culture, and died at 39 of dengue fever. Mm. And they, she's buried in Egypt somewhere, and her children uh, followed her. So... Um, it's pretty amazing during the Civil War, uh, just the kind of people. Um, one of the things I thought about, too, I had this quote. Um, let me find it. That um, it, it, I, I can't quote it, Andy, but it said this. Through terrible tragedy can emerge... Um, great virtue and favor in another person's life. And that's exactly what happened to her. Mm -hmm. In her life, she was not a believer. um, But when she realized after her brother died that um, she would never see him again unless she became a believer, that was was exactly the way she thought. Mm. And she absolutely gave her life to the gospel. And out of that terrible tragedy of the death of her brother, died at Spotsylvania Courthouse, one of the worst battles of the Civil War. and, And as far as I'm concerned, fighting on the wrong side, of justice, you know, he's fighting for the Confederates. But um, she rose to the occasion and became um, an exemplary woman. That's amazing. Well, Robin, let's shift gears a little bit. You have uh, been, you've been actually working on a plan, Robin. <laughs> well, um, 
Yeah, uh, Christopher and I and you and our staff has been talking. We've talked some with uh, Stuart Clark, who's on our board, a little Mm -hmm. bit with, um, of course, Courtney and John Mark and Sarah and Mm -hmm. um, and Brandy. You know, and I want to really thank Brandy too for the remarkable job she's done. She's put these videos out Mm. now for. I think she got started about the second week we were doing this, mm-hmm. and um, and they're good for the kids. For the kids, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm really, I'm really grateful. But um, what I'll do, and we did this on our Instagram live the other night, but we wanted to do it again so it would be recorded and people could go back and listen to it. First of all, our plan is very, very subject to change because. Uh, it's a work in progress. It's almost like you're uh, trying to build a hut on quicksand because you don't know what's going to change. So everything that we're about to say and lay out, we're just asking folks to kind of hold this loosely. Yes. Because we're kind of working in unknown territory. And we're trying to give people a vision for the fact that we are really paying attention to what it's going to take to move forward. Yeah. But there are a lot of moving parts. That's right. There are a lot of moving parts. So let's talk about phase one. Okay. I wanted to talk about um, what the governor's phase one, phase two, phase three plan is. Yep. Then we'll talk about our um, relationship to phase one, phase two, and phase That's three. Great. So That's great. North Carolina phase one uh, began or begins Friday, May the 8th. Actually, today we're doing this, but when you read, hear this, it'll be... Friday the 8th, you can have personal gatherings of 10 people or less outdoors. Now, that's not talking about congregational. That's just talking about people among the, in the populace. Mm-hmm. You can have church gatherings outdoors, but subject to social distancing, uh, mask recommended, sick or at-risk people should, mm. should stay at home. And... Um, the best case scenario is that that would last two to three weeks. Phase one would be two to three weeks. Oh, phase two would be you can have a reduced capacity number of people in your church. Right now, that's an unspecified number. We're guessing 50 to 100. 50 to 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could last four to six weeks. And then phase three starts, which would be church with uh, an increased number of people. And we don't know what those numbers are yet. Sure. So so the way we're doing it is we're looking at for the next two to three weeks in the QCC phase one, we're going to continue the Sunday Instagram live. We're going to continue this podcast. And we have um, the potential to improve... Uh, to live streaming Andy and I as that podcast. We're not sure. We're Christopher's working diligently to upgrade. He's had to upgrade equipment. We've had to buy equipment. I think we've spent, you know, maybe $6,000 on equipment and uh, bringing in um, a better level internet. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we're going to have... Uh, fiber here but that could take two to three months so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of moving parts here so just let let me reiterate that w- with regards to us getting up and running 
to be able to live stream beyond what we're currently doing at on Instagram Live. We're in the development stage of that. Yeah. And it could take us a number of weeks to be up and running. It could take us a number of, mm-hmm. a number of weeks. Okay. So let's say that's two to three weeks. Okay. Um, phase two will start, which is supposed to last four to six, six weeks. Um, let's, can I say just phase two would start, uh, on, on May 29th. Is that correct? Best case scenario, it could. Start on May twenty second, May ah May bump to May twenty ninth. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, because we're looking at they say two to three, four to six, and then they throw best case, which means gee, we don't know. Gotcha. So we're looking at sort of best case scenario. Okay. So, the Queen City Church phase two, four to six weeks long. Um. We would have a partial, uh, we would have, um, a reduced number of people here in the church. We would have live worship. We plan on live streaming the service. We plan on having multiple services. We will probably need sign up genius for people to fill each service because there's going to be a limit as to how many people can be here. And we're not going to be able to have children's ministry because they're not so good at, uh, Social, social distancing. distancing. Yeah. Um, but what we'll do is we'll have a shorter service with families together, have multiple services, and um, that's our plan for phase two. Okay, so just to reiterate again, uh, we in our phase two plan, it's not going to look instantly like our old normal. We're going to incrementally start services and they'll be much smaller they'll be much shorter yeah and they'll that we will have social distancing guidelines in place and uh yeah so so it's it's oh and there'll be no children's ministry on this first phase kids will have to stay with parents yes because um now we've actually we did that for six months at the um visualite when we lost our children's mm-hmm. uh, center over there. That's right. Before we got in here, and it worked well. Yeah. Actually, our church grew when we did yeah, that. Was yeah, I was, I was concerned about mm-hmm. about that. But uh, so then we're going to enter phase three after four to six weeks. And Andy, you've got that calendar. Yep. What was the date we were thinking phase three could start? It looked like July 17th. Very best case would be June 19th. But it's going to most likely be not best case and be that July 17th. Gotcha. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. When yep. you've got a two to three or four to six, if yep. it's two and if it's four, then that's just six weeks. If it's, yep. you know, there you go. Okay. So we would increase um, the number of people in the in the facility. We would live stream the service. We would have multiple services. We would sign up Genius for each service, um, children would still stay with their parents, uh, so there would be no children's ministry, and um, we would have worship, and uh, you know maybe forty-five minutes to an hour meeting, mm. something like that. And that is our uh, potential plan. There could be that we put speakers in the yard for an overflow. 
but there's so many moving parts to all that we're trying to do. It could be that we could even put video screens in the yard, but, uh, you know, all of this requires a lot of work on Christopher's end from the technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. We're already having people volunteer to help with um, the live streaming and the cameras and all that, which I think is great. And Christopher's really been working hard to try to bring all that around. So I think we're in really good shape for not having done all this in the past. Well, I think that we just really do want to communicate that we are working to get back together again. And that is really in our hearts. Obviously, we all want to... There's this fine line where we're trying to walk as circumspectly as we can but with a vision for the future you know you know just another sudden thought i had is some of this could crank back up in the fall Mm. and i'm wondering if there's a way we could encourage some of our small groups to to reconnect even between now and the fall yeah so that we can develop some of those relationships to mm-hmm. be deeper for whatever may come down the road cuz we definitely need support systems in our lives we definitely need those <laughs> oh my oh my well that's great robin i mean that that plan i know i know it's a loose plan but t- to me it feels like a step forward so oh yeah i think so I well, think, think so. We love this church, and we want to do right. Yeah, amen. The best by them. Amen. And uh, well, before we close out, I mean, we 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 did kind of know this was going to be a shorter episode because of just the topic we wanted to cover today. But um, we we thought it would be good for us to at least mention the very upsetting news that a lot of us found out about this week for the first time. I know. Prior to this week, the, the case of the Ahmad Arbery shooting wasn't yeah. on my radar at all. And I think for many of us, it's, it's really been a crushing episode to witness. And in the video, if you watched it, I don't recommend watching the video at all because it's just so heartbreaking. But Robin, when you and I were talking prior to this episode, you you were just talking about really being heartbroken and crushed when yeah. you you were watching this and i i just resonated sometimes you know we're a predominantly white church and so we we feel we feel weak or inept in in you know speaking about this stuff publicly yeah. but but at least what we can do is acknowledge it and really express heartbreak over the sad loss of this young man yeah who was out for a run yeah. and and met his tragic end, you know, by these two perpetrators. So um, for whatever it's worth, we, we're, this week we're offering prayers up for that yeah. family. Well, Andy, one of the things I've done over the last um, 10 years is I've made a point to uh, befriend... Um, particularly men in the African-American community, and and ask them in detail, I want to know their story. Mm. And I have met um, several several gentlemen, one of them younger, well, two of them younger than me, one of them my age, and have them tell me their story. One of them grew up in Arkansas. One of them, um, his father was 
they call it friendly fire, but it means your own men kill you in Vietnam and how that tore up his family all over, Confederate flags on, being placed on his Jeep. He was a black man. Of course, that was very insensitive. And then um, this gentleman from Arkansas, whose father was one of the first black principals in Arkansas, I've spent hours talking to him just about his life and what it's meant to him. And it really is important for us not not to choose a team or choose a side based on historic racial divides, but to be concerned about real justice and to be mm. concerned that people um, are treated fairly under the law. I think um, even within what goes on in the federal government and um, when, when, when fairness under the law is at question, it absolutely um, debilitates the confidence mm-hmm. of the nation. Truly. And so we're, we're concerned about the family. We're concerned about both sides of the issue. But what we're really wanting is, is we're praying, Lord, uh, help get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Help change these areas in our nation where this injustice has prevailed. And uh, Lord, we thank you. And, and this, 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 I was going to thank the Lord for the progress we have made because as I talked to this gentleman whose father had a highway patrolman take him to and from work as a principal in Arkansas for, I think it was between eight and 10 years, he was saying things, in his opinion, have improved so much that he's thankful for it, but it hasn't gone the distance. So right. we, we can't negate what has actually come by improvement, mm-hmm. and we can't stick our head in the sand when things just aren't right. That's right. Amen. Well, you were, you were going to start a prayer there. You started a prayer. Did you want to finish that? Yes, <laughs> I think I will. Lord, we pray for um, our church. We pray for our city and our region. We pray for our government. Uh, we pray for um, justice to prevail. Yes, Lord. For mercy to flow. Mm-hmm. Lord, as they say, from sea to shining sea. Lord, thank you for the United States. Thank you for our nation. Mm. Thank you for people that stand up for what's right. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move on our nation. Uh, we really need your help. We need it at every level. So we're asking, we're appealing for your, your help. Thank you for the help you've given us. Thank you for Queen City Church. Mm. Lord, thank you for Andy and Christopher and Donna and Amy and uh, and Brandy and all the people that work with the kids and all the people that lead worship and all the people that help here, the ushers, the greeters, um, just every part, Lord. Uh, thank you for Natalie with the youth. Uh, so, Lord, uh, watch over us mm-hmm. and let us know the reality of your presence and peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, uh, have a great week. We will on Wednesday night be on Instagram live for our Wednesday night devotional service. And we will be back here on Sunday with another uh, podcast and video stream for y'all. So be safe out there. You've been listening to Queen City Sermon of the Week. 
more information about this recording and other resources, go to queencity.church and follow us on Instagram for live services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m.